I am Josh here with Sam I am. Hello, hello. So, while we sit in the gap, we're going to tell some creepy, scary stories mm-hmm. to one of the places we have been and maybe you have too. But these are true stories from real people. They're not written. They're just researched well by my phenomenal wife and co-host. Thank you. Thank you. Good. So the first one, the smiling man, that's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. I get a little chills. Yeah. There's been sightings all over the smiling man. Um, some, some of those are widely reported, but this story is one that... I've never heard before, and it's probably the most intense. <laughs> so to kick things off, the smiling man. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite, but all of that changed in just a few minutes one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near Police Patrol Park, quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was a silhouette of a man, dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance-walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass by me. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, (laughs) head tilted back slightly looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile decided to cross the street before he danced any closer to me. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He'd stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. (laughs) He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street. It was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so clear he was moving fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerating, tiptoed steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone. Except he was moving very, very quickly. I like to say at this point I ran away, or pulled out my pepper spray, or my cell phone, or anything at all. But I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, 
as a smiling man crept toward me, and then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling, his smile still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want, in an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What the fuck? Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, that wide smile. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away, just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go, until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. Then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran too. I ran off until I was off to the side of the road and back on a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was, very, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see a stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk, he didn't look high, he looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see. That just, like, always creeps me out. Just the part that, like, when he, like, came back afterwards. <laughs> For like, no reason, because he could have <laughs> made... And, uh, like, basically running. <laughs> to just let her feel relief, and then just to terrify her, her again, him again. For just to take off and sprint, just so they would panic. Yeah. Like, what moves at that, like, that fast? I don't know. Like, the big cartoon steps? Well, I know, especially... Looking straight up in the sky, with that huge smile, just straight up in the sky the whole time, not tilting its head or anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's strange. I don't know. It still curse me out. Absolutely. Yeah, I've definitely heard like the smiling man stories before, but that's the first one that like gave me the yeah. gave me the creeps. I remember seeing one on a, yeah the Netflix episode, and they while trying to make it scary. Yeah. This one was a lot more. This was a lot worse. And it was, like, because it's so real, mm -hmm. and I could see it so vivid in my head. I think we also listened to, like, some, I don't know if it's, like, creepypasta, whatever you want to call it, like, on YouTube, where that guy tells stories oh. with, like, the cartoons with it. Probably, yeah, those, yeah, those, those, those are, are written, I think, by, oh, okay. like, obviously talented, but I'm pretty sure their creepypastas are, like, well known to be uh, fictitious. Oh. Yeah. Well. Where we're going for non nonfiction, yeah. but regardless, it still can creep you out. Yeah. Either way. I mean, and we never know by the person writing them, unless somebody we know does send some in, and we can corroborate it just by that. They're, they're trustworthy or not. I don't know. I guess that's one of those things that we can never know for sure, but we'll have to go off of it for our podcast yeah. sake that what we're reading is true and because sure. uh, most things out there we still can't explain true. yeah so let's move on to one of my personal favorites just because from when I was young friends took me here um, Sam and I went not long ago mm -hmm. some weird things but I mean nothing terrifying. Just yeah, some weird things happened to us that 
like can be explained, but I just feel like the timing of it. Yeah, all piled on, and then especially, I don't know, the way the uh, the tire was just flat. Yeah. The next morning, waking up after, that was strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want, should I tell the background on it, and you would read the story, or no? Sure. I don't care. Okay. No, you go ahead. So this is um, Shades of Death Road. So this road is like a location in Central Warren County, New Jersey. It's one of like the like top haunted roads in the U.S. Um, it's like six, it's seven miles. It's this like two lane royal rural windy road, and if you would like be on it, you would just think it's like kind of like any other road. Um, it's kind of in the back country. It's just off of like I eighty and by Jenny Jump State Forest, um, and by a lake that they called Ghost Lake, um, and it's just subject to multiple folklore and local legends. Yeah, I knew of some, a lot, especially that cave is close, right, by um, Ghost Lake, and then mm-hmm. where Jenny Jump State Forest, where Jenny actually jumped, but I know there's a lot of, like, sightings of the mist mist rising out of yeah. nowhere and like turning into uh, spectral shapes and everything and that's how like I guess unofficially it, it was became called Ghost Lake I remember seeing the lake but I've nothing nothing happened over the years when I was at the lake um, so when we went there I know we didn't like see anything particularly on the road but when we came back um our tire was flat and then also like the battery was done in the car like the lights were like flickering and being really dim yeah completely dead yeah the battery was killed like yeah yeah, it wasn't just a jump it was done for and when i say like the tire was flat it was in like two locations one like i guess common location along the tread and then one was like inside the tread so it was like done Mm -hmm. yep I like the where you found the the names that or the reason that it was named. Yeah. Because I was always just under the assumption it was due to the Lenape and Delaware Indians and the Mm -hmm. stuff that occurred to them. But I guess it goes a lot more. Yeah, like there's multiple reasons like it can be named Shades of Death Road. The first one is that the it's like a the secluded. The seclusion of the area made it popular for highway robberies. So there's one tale relating to murder that says that the original inhabitants of the area surrounding the Shades of Death Road were unruly band of squatters. So often men from this vile gang would gain up and fight over women. And these squabbles would result in death of, like, one of the people. Um... And as the reputations of the murderous bandits grew, the area they inhabited was named Shades of Death. Yeah. Native Americans were drowned, supposedly a ghost lake, um, or it could be vice versa. Malaria outbreak in the area, which killed hundreds, led to the road traveling through the town to be, uh, to get its name, I guess, obviously, with all the corpses and bodies roaming wildcats in the in the swampland, which that is what it is, mauling travelers along the path. And obvious, one of the obvious reasons yeah. is the dark and winding road, because if you're flying on a deer, 
or anything. I mean, spirits, you can see apparitions. Yeah, and there's just a lot of deaths and, like, car crashes that were, that happened along that road, so that can just give it the name in in and of itself. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know this. There's also, like, frequent lynching of criminals on the tree surrounding the street. I didn't know that. No. I didn't know anything about that, but, but it makes sense. Interesting. Between Atlantic City and, and New York City, that would be, like, prime probably area going back and forth mm-hmm. for the mob, mobsters of the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Um, uh, unsolved murderer Bill Cummings was shot in the head. Um there's also a, that woman murdered and beheaded her husband, chopped him apart in his body and buried his limbs on the sides of the road. <laughs> and then these Polaroids were found uh, scattered uh, somewhere sometime in the 90s. These Polaroids were found. Yeah, like hundreds of them. All over Shades of Death. And they, like, uh, authorities are, like, said, like, it could, or took them, or took most of them, because they think it correlates to a serial killer. Yeah. And the most, like, disturbing part of them is that, like, the images showed, like, a television changing channels, and then others showed, um, women, or a woman, and it was, like, hard to see her identity, and she was, like, lying by this, like, metal object, and she was, like, like, conscious, but she wasn't, like, smiling at all, so it's just bizarre, like, why would you take a picture of a woman? Yeah, it's pretty like creepy, that. it's just her head and something metal behind it. Yeah, we, like, we don't we know. have a few up here. Yeah, I don't know, it's, uh, yeah, you can't tell if she's in duress or anything, or if it was, what it was. She's just, like, s- straight project. staring. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing, of course, like, somebody could do this, like, purposely for this reason around Shades of Death, but I mean, it just seems too specific, mm-hmm. too spot on. Yeah, that's creepy to see um and then another paranormal encounter that happened um me and my friend were actually we're just down this road i live 10 minutes away from it i've been there dozens of times once my friend's car wouldn't start under the bridge but one night me and my friend turned off the car and sat there for five minutes while this and the window started fogging up Handprints didn't show up, but when I tried to start the car, it stalled. Then when we were leaving Shades, some black truck started following us and doing 60 miles per hour. And there was no road he could have turned off of, and we were going straight. I didn't want to pull over because I was too scared. Then we sped up and did around 45 to 50 at night in the woods on this winding road with deers and other animals. And we got to the end of the road, and we turned, and the truck turned the other way. I've heard of the truck, that truck for years now. Yeah. Uh, so that does chase people out, or at least follow them. I mean, some people just, of course, will go right to it being a ghost truck. But now, I mean, it very well could be somebody on the road, yeah. especially at towards the end where it just like turns into dead end. Who knows? But mm-hmm. they it does come out of nowhere, and it's all black. It's like it's waiting for cars and just flies up behind them. Yeah. If it seems like they're probably driving to look for some paranoid, because like it's not hard to be spotted if you're sitting there in the dark and see cars slowing down looking side to side speeding up slowing down having to turn around so they'll be like all right this is somebody and they want to get them the hell off probably because of everybody that how often people that live there and people come uh to see i mean there's houses like right along that road yeah all over 
that's why like when uh, personally when we went on it and we like turned on it the longest time I didn't even know like we were driving on it because mm. it just looked like a normal, normal road with houses back yeah just yeah. back windy but yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another portion is the bridge another legend tells that tells of a bridge where if drivers stop past midnight with their high beams on and honk their horn three times they will see ghosts of two young children and who were run over while playing on the road this legend actually refers to a bridge over the flat brook of the old main road not not far from shades of death the bridge is actually no longer accessible by car as a newer larger bridge has been built next to it you can still access the original bridge on foot though yeah, I think that's neat. Mm-hmm. But I wish I could, or so we knew. I knew that before. Yeah, we just walk by. But I mean, that's would be hard to do at night. You don't always have to do it during the day. Well, yeah, but then the legend wouldn't come true. No, I know that. I mean, if you know. you're looking for it, I mean, find it and then try it again. Yeah, I know about the honking and it's three times, and mm-hmm. then the kids come out or push your car if it's idling. Um, but it makes sense. This cave like uh, archaeologists when they found arrow arrowheads and clay p- uh, pots and things like they they don't know if the Delaware really used it um as a place to stay or just in passing by but um with all the burial grounds around it around that area they think like the cave the uh, ghost lake area could like very well have like a religious meaning so Ghost Lake was a man-made lake, and they could have just unearthed some religious burial ground, and that maybe I mean that that would get paranormal activity through the roof. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say like that you had one ghost experience there? And with my friends, it was yeah. like similar to. Also, I think like Jack Osborne's show. We went. There was a silhouette like a silhouette of a person a man i think in like a flannel when we drove by and in the suv and flew by and it's kind of like look holy shit holy shit there's somebody like by the street as we're passing a driveway it was right off of somebody's driveway at the end and then when we turned around and looked like just see like why a person standing out there so late at night there's like obviously there was no person at all like in looking back like it wasn't misty wasn't like that, but it it was like fo- it was like a foggy like night. But your brain didn't go right to like oh that's a spirit. But yeah. I mean, so which yeah kind of tells me that you pro- like if you were if you were face to face you could tell their spirits. But um, it was something something was off. Like, was it? Like a little see-through, or was it translucent? Like a, yeah, yeah, in a way, but not like as much as like people have portrayed in the past. There is, some, yeah, but there was something like off about the guy. Yeah, like tra- yeah, it is a bit translucent. I guess is what it seemed so, like, like. Glow. Yeah, is what some people say. Mm-hmm. And now about like the hangings and lynchings and stuff, and stay right by a big thick tree, mm-hmm. puts kind of a new meaning to that for me. Obviously, yeah. this guy's right by a big thick tree. I mean, it'd be something else if we saw somebody hanging, but 
he was just standing. He was just standing there. What? Or, I mean, it could have been the guy who the wife chopped up yeah. his body parts and scattered him it along. It could have been right by, could yeah. could have been him. It could have been. Coming back. be right by where his... Uh, Hitch a car ride. Right by where his skull <laughs> is, or his heart's supposed to be. Yeah. Maybe. That's pretty crazy. I mean, to chop him up and then bury him throughout the road is he almost perfect. He definitely had to do something. Oh, I'm sure. But, like... Not I mean, worthy of it, but kind of worthy of it in her mind. Uh, yeah. Well, she's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy to chop him up there and then, like, bury it right by the road. It's almost asking kind of to be caught in a way. Because once you have him chopped True. up, you would <laughs> think she'd dispose of him in a way like any of the huge quarries anywhere. Yeah. Ocean, around or something they wouldn't quarries. find. Yeah. So, for whatever reason. Or Shades of Death Road, the Lord didn't have wasn't around wasn't alive then and that was part to make it who knows i think it was like an ongoing thing yeah for obviously since probably americans yeah since then and well jenny jump state forest is because jenny i don't remember the story and we'll have to look at it um mm-hmm. look back up but there a girl jenny went from a cliff maybe by that cave and jumped to her death for whatever reason, some type, sometime years ago, mm-hmm. and that was pretty um, fascinating finding that area the first time when I went with my friends, and then to know like it's called Jenny Jump State Forest. It's wild. I don't I don't know if that's the official name, but it's definitely what it's known as. Neither do I. Same with um, Ghost Lake. Mm. I think that's definitely not the official. No, name. that's not the official name, yeah. but. I have a feeling Jenny Jump might actually be the name of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that it's just so known as that. that that's, yeah. Um, so there is like a Native American portion as well. So there's some legends concerning Native American spirit guides who supposedly take shapes of a deer and appears at various points along the road at night. If drivers see him and do not slow down sufficiently enough to avoid the collision, it will soon get into, like, a serious accident with the deer. Like, the deer will jump, like, it will do things just because you didn't slow down. Yeah, that was interesting to me. I like that. Mm -hmm. Or if um, you, the one tree towards the far end of the road, I remember reading that you had, um, that it, it seems like... Well, you definitely, it should have been cut down for the road, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason they didn't, so it's a very old tree. And there is, and I've seen that reflecting sign that looks like a bullseye or whatever, which could be some of the orb-type deals, but if you're supposedly at midnight and you circle it three times and then around it and then head back the direction you came, and if you, you see a red orb or a red light, you will not survive. You'll yeah. die no matter what. So if you do that, um, hope you don't see the red light <laughs> after the fact. Yeah. It's pretty ballsy to do it anyway. Threes um, are, is, uh, I mean, just to drive around something three times, if you're like, well, start luck or karma on your side, let alone if, it, if it's a pissed off chieftain spirit. He's going to make sure you die before the edge of it. Oh, yeah. I would love, like, to go there again and just take photos, mm-hmm. like, into the night and just see if we do see any orbs or... Yeah, that's smart. Anything we like that. We should do that. 
Yeah. Almost, it'll be able to attach it even to the dash cam where mm-hmm. it's up and just have it ch- just taking burst snapshots. I don't take anything home with us. <coughs> no, me either. That, <coughs> that was what I worried about the first time. I know. And, and we, it could have gave home. It didn't stay. It, it, yeah, killed the battery, popped the popped the tires, maybe just because we were interested and it yeah. didn't want us We did around. get out and, like, looked around, and we drove around a lot. Yeah, we did. But, I mean, yeah. it's not like, we, yeah, but we didn't really, I didn't, I didn't think so pull off any just, like, random spots where there would be things about the tires. There wasn't, like, that many places to pull off no. either. No, there I wasn't. I remember that. We had to pull off into a, an office yeah. lot of some sort. Yeah. And, I'd and there was, like, like, nothing around there that was really open. No. Not at all. It was all. bizarre. So you don't want to get stranded just because it's <laughs> that sure. creepy, and uh, you probably don't want to knock on anybody's door no. because they are probably pissed off by that over the years. Yeah. I'm sure it's happened. So to the right of Ghost Lake, there's a small cave um, once used by the Lenape Indians, um, and it's now easy, easily accessible, but it's also like covered in graffiti. Um and when it was surveyed by archaeologists in 1918, they found party shards, flint, and broken arrowheads. And from their findings, they concluded that the fairy hole was not often visited. It had have been used in simple resting points for traveling and, hunt, and hunting Lenape. But with its close proximity to several known burial sites, it was said to be a sacred or religiously important site. Um... And this survey was conducted before the creation of Ghost Lake. Mm-hmm. So that definitely, like, like my personal theory is that, like, we know, like, Ghost Lake was, like, this man-made creation. Um, and if it's right by the fairy hole, which was sacred, like, to the Lenape, mm-hmm. and it was, like, close to their burial sites, like, what if, like, during the making, like you were saying, like, of yeah. Ghost Lake, that ground was disturbed, like some like bones were dug up like who knows who knows what was dug up what was disturbed um could be yeah the grounds are i mean being just um a little percentage of delaware indian actually um the blackfoot we like they're just the the land itself is sacred yeah like as a religious like the ground like you know the land to disturb it in any way like they know of, they knew of like lakes as the lakes. They it was unheard of to start digging your own because well, yeah. there was enough lakes throughout. So yeah. any spirit would absolutely be pissed off by it, and it probably did uh, start um, the activity more severe and yeah. even definitely the graffiti and people going in there and just you know kind of disrespecting it would have got all of the spirits probably anxious mm-hmm. so yeah. they definitely like I think came back with a vengeance when their land was disturbed especially yeah. one of the, like their sacred and like resting areas that they would just like use along their way along their traveling ways well for sure and that resting area could be just resting while they're visiting uh, ancestors uh, yeah burial pl- plots or yeah so that could be for that almost or like making food and then offerings if it's that religious and it could really spur up things yeah. I feel like to find out more and more specific we almost have to go and 
talk to whatever residents might talk to us mm -hmm. right on it and um, like the local historian or whoever that is yeah. then then find out specifics as I put uh, specific answers to all the stuff that we already know yeah. is true and I, I saw the opening to the cave but I don't, we never went in mm -hmm. I would definitely like to go back again after doing like all this research mm-hmm and if anyone else has any other information that we don't know, please, please. give us a little, a little insight. As much as you can, yeah, please. If you have any stories that happen to you, mm -hmm. um, we'd love to hear them. And even who knows, and read it, read it on here. Mm -hmm. So, please do. Check. Check, check. So, this story fascinated me with all means. It's real life. I've never heard this one. No. Never. Never Blind reaction. Blind reaction. So, I pieced it together, you know, to make it not too long, but still not to just go right at it, because there's a lot of moving pieces. I guess Netflix will be coming out with a documentary at some point. But I've heard this once before, but not told like I did the second time. Let's, so we'll talk about Anatoly uh, Mashkin. I believe it's Mashkin. Yeah, one sec. It's, mm, yep, Anatoly Mashkin. So, he lived with his mom Elvira and his dad Fedorovich um, till he was forty-five years old. Sounds like sounds like someone we know. Yes, indeed. Plural. How about that? Plural people. <laughs> <laughs> well said. But um, he, this guy, by colleague, so was also uh, sometimes referred to as an eclectic genius. He was uh, the words in here. Um, it's. Polygnus, I think. Well, anyway, he spoke thirteen languages, so he was a, he was a genius when it came okay. to languages. Um, but he was also obsessed with the occult. Um, so we'll just go with it, and then the um, supernatural aspect is the mother. Just as much as she hated these dolls that her son Anatoly would make. She just thought, you know, he was a loner, asexual, had no friends, and that was his, what he did. They it was dolls. It's dolls that he would make. He would create, <laughs> like, these life-size, like, child dolls and stuff, and just freaked her the hell out. But yeah, everyone she, has their different kinds. Yeah, she accepted it. But anyway, um, he was born to Fedorovich and Elvira in Russia's fifth largest city, in Nichni and Novgorod. And as a child, his parents said he was meek, intelligent, and socially awkward. Around eight or nine years old, his calm, quiet demeanor morphed into aggression with frequent outbursts at his parents. Later, he would admit that his behavior stemmed from a rape by an unknown man. Unaware of what occurred, his parents backed off, leaving him more alone than ever. The distance between Anatoly and his parents would span the rest of their relationship. He went on to lead an otherwise ordinary life as a child. As an adult, he became detached. 
seeking refuge in his studies. Instead, he would never marry or date, preferring to live with his parents, who were often out of town and away from their shared home. Um, his veracity for learning allowed him to make a name for himself within academic circles. Colleagues remember him as an eclectic genius. He first pursued a degree in philology, the study of written and oral history, at Moscow State University. Here, he unabashedly explored his interests in death, cemeteries, burials, and the occult, which were all covered under the study of Celtic history and folklore, He was, which he was a lecturer to um, mm. at, at that university in um, Novgorod. Um, he was always grinding away at something, and in later investigations, it was found that he had over 60,000 documents in his personal library that encompassed these topics. He is a polyglot, someone who speaks 13 languages. Um, he worked at the Institute of Foreign Languages and later gave lectures at Nizhny Novgorod Linguistics University. He went on to write several books. During slower periods, he worked as a journalist, regularly, regularly publishing with local newspapers. Some of his more eccentric work focused on accurately listing more than 700 corpses across 40 cemeteries in the hmm. region. So... Um, they um, didn't have to look far when graves started to become disrupted and everything in the um, in the towns and cemeteries surrounding where he lived with his parents. Um, the mom went night before, I guess it was Mashka, his favorite doll's birthday. So she was oh, sitting at the they table. celebrated. Oh, they celebrated? Okay. Yeah, they had to go out and get her presents, get the gift, make the whole day about this doll. And it was ridiculous. So uh, we're not questioning someone's sanity at this point. Okay. Nope. The dad just thinks he's a nut, but the mom just can't bring herself to kick him out or really question him or just besides, yeah, she just um, loves their kid, I guess. Yeah, and that's true. he had, a, had the doll sitting. Um, while he was outside working on dolls, I guess, and was not in the house. The following morning, the night before, she's finishing her tea, and this doll's just staring at her, so she just turns the lights off, goes to the bed. But then here's this music box that he would put in some of the dolls and just playing, and she never heard that happen on its own. So she's, like, freaking out, being like, no, I didn't just hear that. And um, sure enough, the next morning, she woke up to mud all over the floor. Oh my god. And the doll not being in the chair in the kitchen but in the sitting room just <laughs> sitting there. Knowing then she freaked out, husband woke up, knowing Anatoly didn't come in and sure enough he finally came in and was like, No, I wasn't in the house. Uh, but Shabashka she's just bored with like a satisfied smirk on her on his face. And then there's a knock. The police officer was just like um, at the door? Yeah. And while well, the mom was kind of like in hysterics already because this doll's moving and the cop's like unsettled by this but was like, there's more dolls than he's like, yeah. And the dad was like, these damn dolls, stupid things. And he goes to check it out and feels the doll and it didn't feel like any doll he's ever felt before. So he begins to undress the doll and take the doll, the doll, the cop. Okay. to undress it to like feel the insides what's made of and things and starts peeling off the faces only to see that it's a mummified face <gasps> of children 
Oh my god. Children. Um, I literally just got like the chills. Up to 20 some years old. Each one mummified. They ended up finding. Up to 20 years old? Yeah, 26 to 29. They found a number of 26 to 29 year olds ranging from 3 to 20 years old. He had 26 or 29 life size corpse dolls. And the mom, when you call, freaking out because they asked him why, why, like what his end goal was. And he was like, I would was figuring out with my occult studies how to bring them back from the dead. So the mom really believes he's starting to succeed when Moshka was moving around the night before. So this but are we sure thing. like that girl was dead in there? Oh, she was dead. 100% dead. They, the cops took it, took it apart and corresponded the grave and actually the doll, oh, there's okay. pictures online, this happened in 2011. So the doll, like, there's a doll, shows a dead little girl, then it shows the doll of that he put wax. Did it look like her? Kind of, yeah. Wax yeah. over the face and then put a bunch of makeup on it and stuff. I feel like that raises so many questions. So, like, who killed these people? Like, were they already dead? Oh, no. Is that, he a he, grave digger? No, yeah, he's a grave digger. They were already dead. He researched, yeah, so technically he's no threat to society. In any way, so he made sure he re- he researched this, and one of the old Celtic rituals is like sleeping on the grave sites of your ancestors to become closer to their spirit or their souls. But that's not his part of his ancestors. No, I know, but he just thinks he could. He thought by like they're not his family. He thought by researching that they died tragically and young and like innocent that it would bond them, and so he thought practicality that. Well, you can't just sleep in the graveyard every night. He's going to get caught. So he's like, I'm going to bring it home with me. So I'm not going to get caught just so he could sleep in bed, sleep in whatever with it. It wasn't sexual or anything. They say it's kind of like the opposite of that. I read something that when he was 12, he said that some like bullies would force him to go to the funeral of girl he went to the an institute with and like so that's where it like started yeah because then the family like had him kiss their forehead over and over the girl and then like put a wedding ring on him (gasps) and then put the wedding ring on on her too and was just like a symbolic marriage and he still remembers of like natasha or something and that's really that really started it and that and his fascination in magic occult rituals but um yeah, he refused to to. Um, so did he re like he knew they de- they were yeah dead each person he and knew he the story. researched them. Uh huh. He knew the story. He knew what killed or like. And how many dolls did he have? Twenty nine. At so least he 26. like researched it, perfected it. Yeah, he knew of every single one their story, whether they died of cancer, whether they died in an accident, everything, because he was a. Historian, like, that's still super freaky. That takes it like beyond a historian or, yeah, like just researching well, cult practices, exactly. like, and takes it beyond the mad just genius. the educational part. Like, he's a freak, yeah, yeah. The academia was obviously not enough and nowhere near his end goal because he was, um, renowned over and over again, being a genius. And well, I feel like with no social enough. life or anything, like, what yeah. else does your mind do? It wanders and. If that's what his interest was. Yeah, when it's dark like that and obsession with the occult, it's only 
one thing to the other, the next thing will radicalize. I think it's ironic that I think the initial grave like disruptions, mm-hmm. they wanted to pinpoint on Islamophobia or something, like these desecration of graves. Mm-hmm. So like Islam stuff talked about like radicalizing, but it had nothing to do with that. It was a historian that yeah. brought him home to sleep next to him. And one, That's so bizarre. Uh-huh. There was a hearing with the majority of the parents of these girls that he dug oh, up. Yeah. And he refused to apologize to them. He's no. like, these girls are just girls. I didn't do anything wrong to them. They're just girls. And, like, that's that. He doesn't think he, like, desecrated this grave. No. He doesn't think, like, Not, he didn't think it was he... wrong to, like, nope. make a life-size doll out of them and try to bring them back to life. No, like... he seemed to be almost annoyed when that cop came, like, as far as knowing the inevitable, like, being annoyed, like, it's Mosca, she's bored, she's bored. And, like, what's all this fuss about? I don't understand why these people are so going crazy. He thinks crazy. of them as, like, real people. Yeah, he must. Well, because they yeah. were at one point. Yeah, he just can't... Yeah, he can understand why they just thought it was such a big deal. And can't understand why he was... He's forcibly locked in an institution for mentally insane. So is but, that where he is today? That yeah. was my next question. And he can get out any day. He probably will get out soon. So he's alive. Mm-hmm. Wandering about us. Could be. Could be. Soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's his name again? To say. Um, Anatoly Mashkin. Interesting. Yeah. Keep your ears peeled. Eyes open. Eyes open, ears peeled. I guess yeah. you just say the name over in Russia, people just cringe. That's like, so gross. Yeah. I know. I definitely heard I can imagine. That. Like having your kid die of like such a horrific thing like cancer yeah. or a car crash, just to hear that the grave was dug up and some kid turn yeah started his kid. turn your kid into a doll and a doll yeah and is sleeping with it yeah to gain to gain soul but oh it's okay because he he's smart enough to reanimate he thinks well obviously <laughs> he's like part of this luciferian society and like new age like type of occult thing not seeing lucifer as satan but as this like almost benevolent or like or somebody that like gives knowledge to the people and stuff, and like completely separate from, from hell. I don't know. Yeah, I love that. I guess the last article I read is something about like a girlfriend. So I guess it didn't. He take, has a girlfriend. Well, people in the town like even before this started going on, they just never understood it, and because like he wasn't like an ugly person or anything. Like okay. he definitely could have. He was just that weird. He's also out a genius. Well, yes. Well, yeah. True, but it worked against him in all ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody got along with him. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how, how he goes to 45 or when he... When that documentary comes out, it'll answer a lot of unanswered things because I, I guess he... So you said Netflix coming out with one? Yeah, for soon. I like it. I'll definitely watch it. Me too. It's fascinating because then you have the real life creepy macabre shit that he did but mm-hmm. then also then the supernatural thing to hear about what other stories he might have well yeah Moscow i feel like there's moving around yeah yeah a lot more we don't know now and he would mem- he would reminisce in the article i started reading like about sleeping in haystacks drinking puddle water because he'd walk 20 miles like finding these um for his academic like corpses and graves and matching them up so that was like for good. 
but then people didn't. Where did his parents think he went during, like, all this time? I guess they were that, that separated. I guess they oh. live at home, but, like, the parents, like you said, would be away, um, would go away a lot, maybe mm-hmm. to another house or something, and leave him home over the years, and it sounds like the dad was always for kicking him out, but the mom just couldn't bring herself to it. And even the dad at the end was like this freak and his dolls and stuff. And the mom didn't want that to be talked about. Mm. And just, so not only did this doll terrify her, but then right after she had to be told that 26 faces of corpses are with the kid, like in the same day. Yeah. So she like really lost her shit. That's nuts. I, like, I can't even imagine like what he's doing wherever he is. No, me either. So I'm interested to see that in the documentary, if they, like, delve into, like, his current life, kind of. Yeah, it's probably scary how much smarter he is now. Yeah. Knowledge is power, and that's all he got, had to do, locked up in the cells. Yeah. It's and just like, read and write. Yeah, and, like, you were talking about, his, like, his past. I can't imagine, like, it just stops there, you know? Like, I just feel like that happens because of social situations like the environment oh yeah me too so and whether that be like upbringing or like an experience like you said he like had to kiss a corpse yeah i so feel like de- his fascination definitely manifested from somewhere along those lines exactly and who knows if that um like who knows if whatever the rape story was even real or yeah. if maybe that was said just when he was trying to like not be looked at as such a freak like right initially and then he was mm-hmm. like oh there's no chance who knows? I don't know the story of that. I guess I could mess. No, could probably mess somebody up enough. Just symbolically being married to this dead girl and stuff for the grieving family, not knowing what monster they would create. But there has to be more shit going on to it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it just can't be like that one circumstance. Like I understand it was probably like the traumatic experience for mm-hmm. him, but I. I don't know. Everyone's affected differently, but I feel like it has to be like repeated circumstances or like yeah, different too. events that happened that led to yeah, and bully, being bullied, doing that, like digging up a grave and yeah. taking home these dead girls to like sleep with them to make a doll out of them exactly and bring them back to life. I feel like it had to be something more. So I'm excited to see that documentary. Me too. And made it cross that line, and it just shows that it's like where he was comfortable it's like no excuse for the shit that he's comfortable with being a loner and he was comfortable with not with being not having to socially interact not to have to talk to other people so Mm -hmm. he chose to have these corpses and try to bring back souls and he really believed they were his friends these girls were his friends so like that was more comforting than if he would just suck it up and try to make friends with living humans so he went this path, and that's why he sees everybody else the as crazy. more comforting, and, like, he probably yeah. wasn't... Exactly. ...doesn't have the social... No. ...like, ability to speak to others. It's no. hard for him, so... Exactly. It was easier for him to dig up a grave. Yeah, it was, and it seems like that. To try to make a friend than uh, yeah. talk to someone in person. Just by showing when he got caught, like, he wasn't worried about, like, the cop finding out. Like, he knew yeah. almost. He was just, like... Annoyed. Yeah, how long is it going to until figures this out or then why's why's he making such a big deal this guy's yeah so obviously he just chose to be alone i really want to see like a picture of these dolls too yeah there is some like it's not hard to find here i think actually the top of see like 
Because, like, in my mind, when we were talking about dolls, I don't, like, when someone says dolls, I think of, like, this little thing. And you said, like, life-size, so I thought, like, mm, like, maybe, like, your hip height, like, when you stand up. Yeah, nobody's so, like, really half of you. Exactly. And I didn't think it was, like, this. Me either. What 20. it would be, like, a 20-year-old girl. No, I know me either. I didn't like see that Like, that big. Not at all. They, like, I've seen, like, this picture. Um. Is, Natasha. Right? Yeah, no, no. No, this, what was I don't. Name? I don't know who this is. Which one? Maybe it is his favorite. Was it the M? Oh, yeah, Ma- Masha or Mashka, Masha. Mas- Mashka. Yeah. So this. Mashka. This is the shit. That's yeah. This one is the one they keep showing. That's freaky. Oh my god. Yeah. That's like. He's just a living little girl. It's like so creepy. Like I think there's theories yeah, yeah. that um say like the most creepiest things are things that like look so similar mm-hmm. to a, like a human face but like slightly off yeah and that is slightly off very just what this is like the lips are like are like a little too red a little too oh, yeah. big yeah he did the that eyes are a little too close together yep. a little too big yep so uh, on this one there's no hair but he probably put hairs Hair, oh, I'm sure. Hair on them. Yeah, and then put, pouring the wax mask on, and that's what's going to come. Yeah, like, and, like, the skin isn't, like, sure. look, like, soft at all. Like, it's very, like, bumpy. Yes, well, that's what I mean. So it's, like, it's slightly off of what the girl looks like. Yeah, this wasn't... That's uh, so freaking creepy. It wasn't hundreds of years ago, so obviously he could probably find pictures of these... Yeah, if he knows their whole history. He can he just like up, you know Google them. search them, whatever. Yep. Oh, this is the one that I or like too, which I think I think is the same. Yeah, it's the same little girl, but it's just oh, awful. Oh God. In so many ways. And that's him. Uh yeah, yep, that's him. And now he's like fatter, thicker, but like even there, he doesn't look like. He's not some ugly weird psycho. Like doesn't look like an ugly weird psycho like he is. I mean, I would probably think so. But. Well, probably. No, that's, <laughs> um, and it's hard to say that. But before. I can definitely, like, her legs look too squishy, if that makes sense. Oh, now that we're looking at it, yeah, but you gotta, like, now that we look at it, for sure, there was stuff. But like, they, I understand how the cop would feel it and be like, this it, isn't a normal story, doll. No shit, but the last thing a human mind that's not well, what yeah. the demented is gonna think is see a, human, a life-size doll of a kid and think that there's an actual corpse underneath so it passes the regular dolls i don't blame the parents no i don't blame the parents at all especially because they would wanted to see a that is like crazy that you say that like i definitely agree with you i can't look at that man and be like he definitely digs up (laughs) graves and crates dolls like no yeah kind of looks like one of the pretentious uh professors i've had yeah i mean Mm -hmm. he looks a little nutty Oh, for sure. But, Nutty, but he just, yeah, it looks like a typical professor, kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you for the story. Yeah. I thought the uh, Living Dead Girl is a good good story for us. Living Dead Girl. Yep. That's what it's called? That's what it was called. I like yep. it. Dan, Dan <laughs> Cummins had called it that. Yep. That was the story title. If any of you have any ghosty stories that you'd like to submit, our email is creepsinthegap at gmail.com or you can even like DM us on Instagram. It's creepsinthegap. Thank you.